0: Welcome to Activity Quest Summer Camp. I'm going to be joined in the forest by Fun Kids presenters for a summer of camping under the stars, learning all about nature and having the most epic summer ever. This summer, we're camping in the wilderness of the UK and we'll be doing everything from going on night safaris to find bats to building bug hotels and making nature art. At the moment, it's just me at the camp, but I should be joined by the others pretty soon. I've given them all a map to help them find their way to the camp. They'll just need to work out what direction they're facing and figure out how their surroundings relate to the map to make their way to the camp. I was expecting some of them to have arrived by now. I wonder where they've got up to.
1: I've been following Bex's map to try and find the camp. I'm currently in a forest. I've got my compass and the map says the camp is in the east near a river. I'm surrounded by fantastic nature. I've spotted woodlouse under locks, mushrooms growing on dead branches, and I can hear the birds all around me. While I'm on my way, I thought I would show you how to identify different birds using their bird song. Can you hear this bird? The first note's higher in pitch than the longer closing shimmer. This is a blue tit, a small bird that's really colorful. It's got a mixture of blue, white, yellow and green which makes it easy to recognize and they love to eat everything from caterpillars to seeds and nuts. There's also another bird that I can hear although it sounds nothing like a bird I've heard before.
2: Cuckoo!
1: Cuckoo! Yeah, I've never heard a bird like that. Meg, is that you?
3: I'm so glad that I found you. I am so lost. I literally lost my map straight away. On the plus side, it is beautiful here. I can hear so many birds.
1: So, hang on a minute. You've you've been waiting in the woods, hoping that somebody would find you.
3: <laughs> and it worked, didn't it? That cacao signal worked as a lifesaver. So, talking of bird song, can you hear this one? It is a wood pigeon and wood pigeons are really common so you're likely to hear them in the UK.
1: I can hear another bird too. This one's beautiful but a little bit squeaky.
3: Now, that sounds like a blackbird to me. In fact, it's coming from that bird there. Now, it isn't a black blackbird, and that is because it's a female blackbird, which traditionally has brown spots and an orange beak. They're very common, and they love to eat worms out of your garden.
1: Yummy. Now, there's one more bird that I can hear. I love how this bird song is a little bit odd, but it's not as melodic as the other birds we've heard. Some people even think it sounds electronic.
3: I reckon it's a starling. They're known for mimicking other birds and that kind of electronic sound, which we call mimicry.
1: Starlings tend to travel in big groups and look black at a distance, like a cloud of dust. But when seen closer, they're very glossy, with a hint of shiny purples and greens. A great tool to help you identify birds is the RSPB website. They've created a bird song ID playlist with some of the common birds you'll find in and around your garden or local area, which you can use to compare to the sounds you hear when you're listening out for birds.
3: Um, Adam, do you know where we are?
1: No, I think we're a little bit lost, Meg.
3: Oh dear, well, hopefully we'll find the camp before it gets dark. Well, it seems like Adam and Megra are quite a
0: walk-off, although they have been very distracted by the birdsong. Connor, however, is getting on really well. He's found a clever way to tell which direction to head in.
2: So I've got Bex's map, and it says I need to head east. Now, I don't have a compass, so I'm going to teach you how to find east just by using the sun. So when we read a map, it is very common for it to show whether the place lies north, south, east or west. And where we are currently located, this is known as relative location. We can use the location of the sun in the sky in order to determine direction. Did you know that? Yeah. Each morning, the sun rises in the east and it can be seen across different parts of the sky before settling in the west. The movement of the sun across the sky is because of the earth. The fact it's rotating from west to east. So I stood outside this morning and looked up at the sky and the sun came from over there, which means that must be east. So I'm going to head that way. And if the map is right, I should be following the river. I can't see the river, though. Oh, no, I've just stepped in it. So camp should be just around the corner. Hey, there's Bex. Hi, Bex. Finally, someone's
0: made it. Connor, welcome to Activity Quest Summer Camp.
2: Thanks, Bex. Uh, Where is everyone else? I think they're still lost.
1: Hello, we made it eventually, although not with much help from you, Meg.
2: Yeah, I don't think that mat
3: reading is my strongest skill. Hopefully there'll be something else that I'm good at, though, in this
0: episode. (laughs) Let's see how you fare with our next activity. At the moment, our summer camp is missing something.
2: Uh, I'm going to have to have a wild guess. There's nothing here. Is it somewhere to sleep? Exactly right. We need to build somewhere to sleep. I'm going to build myself a den out of twigs. The first thing I've found is branches that have fallen to the woodland floor. Remember, when making your den, don't break off living branches or damaged trees. Plus, if you use any unnatural materials, such as string or rope, remember to take them home at the end of the day. I've gathered everything I need. Long, sturdy branches and sticks. Check. Lots of thinner, bendy sticks. Check. And materials to cover my den, such as leaves. Check. I found the tree that has a fork low down. The fork is where the tree trunk splits in two. Now I'm going to balance the long straight sticks against the fork at an angle. I'm using four big sticks to do this. Now I'm weaving the bendy branches in and out of the sticks to make the walls and close the gaps between the big sticks. Then I'm going to cover the den with leaves so there's no gaps. And if it does rain, I will not get wet. Plus it helps to stay camouflaged. You can make your den feel homely by waving some flowers into the sticks or by making a path to the entrance out of rocks. How was your shelter coming along, Meg?
3: Might then it's coming along so well, thank you. Um, so basically what I did is I found the biggest stick that I could find on the floor. Um, so I've got this really big stick and then I found two trees next to each other and tried to basically put this stick so it was hanging in between the two trees, quite sturdy. Um, The hardest bit was finding the giant stick really. And then I have a picnic blanket, so I put the picnic blanket over the top of the stick, so there is about half the material either side, and now I'm just finding some rocks to basically pin down the blanket either side to make a triangle tent shape. Um, So it wasn't that hard really, but I don't know how well it'll survive if it starts to rain tonight, Um, but hopefully it will work. Adam, you haven't even started. You better get a move on.
1: Some of us came prepared. I bought a pop-up tent and voila!
0: Okay, our camp is starting to come together. We've got somewhere to sleep. Well, you lot do. Any room for a little one? If you're new to camping, then starting in your garden is a really simple way to begin. However, if you don't have a garden or maybe you want to venture further afield, there are lots of amazing campsites perfect for families all around the country, which are sure to provide an amazing night under the stars. With that in mind, we've swapped out our usual events for some of our favourite campsites from across the country.
1: Thanks, Bex. First up, Thistledown Farm, located near Stroud in Gloucestershire, offers a cure for the stresses and strains of family life. Space tranquility, and most importantly, freshly baked pizzas. Located in the Cotswold area of outstanding natural beauty, Thistledown Farm is a family-run and organically managed farm. The camping fields are near woodlands, streams, and rope swings. Plus, you can help to feed the pigs, sheep, and pygmy goats. And yes, they're as cute as they sound whilst you're there. Head to thistledown.org.uk for more info. Trevenick Campsite in Cornwall is the perfect place for seasoned campers and newbies. You can bring your own tent, or if you're new to camping, you can stay in one of their pre-pitched Euro tents before splashing out on a tent of your own. There's so much going on in this campsite that you will never need to leave. For little ones, there are kids' live shows, arts and crafts, sports and family games, outdoor adventure playgrounds, and a heated outdoor swimming pool, as well as indoor soft play. If it rains, plus it's close to the sandy beaches and Cornish seaside towns, which are perfect for exploring. Find out more at trevernick.co.uk. And why not head to the Lake District and camp at Fisher Ground in Eskdale? With its own adventure playground, Fisher Ground campsite is set in a quiet valley. The adventure playground makes it perfect for children with rafts on the pond, a treehouse and an adventure course. Yes, please. Plus, there are campfires perfect for toasting marshmallows on. Book your pitch at fishergroundcampsite.co.uk.
0: Thanks, Adam. Now, the most important thing to do when picking a camping spot is choosing a dry, calm night, ideally a warm one, and set up your tent. If you don't have a tent, you could make a shelter like Connor and Meg. Plus, get a stock of food to keep you going, and the most important one, of course, being marshmallows.
2: You're missing a fire for toasting the marshmallows, though, Bex. Shall we make one? Remember that when building a fire, it's so important to have an adult with you. Don't try this at home without an adult present and make sure only adults ever light a flame.
3: Like Connor said, safety is really important. So make sure that you have a source of water, a bucket and a shovel nearby at all times. And then the first thing you need to do is prepare your fire pit. Now lots of campsites will provide fire pits on them, but if you're making your own fire pit from scratch, then remember you need to have the permission of whoever owns the land to make a fire, as well as a responsible adult nearby. So clear a ten foot diameter area around the site of your fire and remove any grass, twigs, leaves and firewood. Then dig a pit in the dirt about a foot deep and circle the pit with rocks.
1: Now we need to get some wood. Never cut whole trees or branches dead or alive. Live materials won't burn and you'll be damaging the forest. That's not very good. Dead standing trees are often home for birds and other wildlife too. You'll want small twigs and dry leaves, kindling, which are sticks smaller than about one inch around, fuel, which are larger pieces of wood. Keep those stacked upwind and away from the fire. Loosely pile a few handfuls of tinder in the centre of the fire pit. And for really long-lasting campfires, you'll want to crisscross the kindling over the tinder. Get an adult to ignite the tinder with a match or a lighter.
3: Add more tinder as the fire grows and add kindling and fuel the larger firewood and keep that fire going. Make sure that you keep the fire small and under control. And if I haven't already said it enough times, make sure that a responsible adult is with you. Allow the wood to burn completely to ash when you want to leave the fire and then pour lots of water onto the fire. You want to drown all the embers, not just the red ones, and you want the hissing sound to stop. Now our fire is ready! What should we do, Bex?
0: Now, time to roast some marshmallows.
3: Next time, we're going to be going on a
0: nighttime safari to try and find owls, moths and maybe even a badger. Plus, we'll be stargazing and seeing if we can spot some planets. You can find out all the activities from this episode at funkidslive.com. And, of course, we'd love to know if you head out on your own camp adventure and what you're getting up to this summer. You can leave us a comment and a five-star review, please, wherever it is you're listening to this, or get in touch at funkidslive.com slash activityquest. I'm Bex, and this has been a podcast from the UK's children's radio station, Fun Kids. Listen to Fun Kids on your DAB digital radio, online, on the free Fun Kids mobile app, and on your smart speaker. Just say, play Fun Kids. Have a great week from everyone at Activity Quest Camp, bye!